Hello and welcome to the Knock On, KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast talking all things Kilkenny, Carlo and Tuller Rugby, Leinster, Ireland and all the above. Tom Crowdy and James John Blanchfield uh, join us uh, this evening. Lads, how's it going? Not too bad, Stephen. I'm very good, Stephen. That's one sexy new intro, by the way. I forgot to give you kudos on that last week. You were working hard on that all summer, were you? Oh, it took me months. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fancy new logo up in the corner there as well, designed by Ken. It's up over Tom Craddy there. Nice, uh, yeah. That's the stuff. Yeah, that's the job. Merchandise now available, not. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can buy our merch from. Yeah, do you know what? We'll look at all that sort of stuff as well. <laughs> um, we might be joined by Johnny Tobin from Tuller Rugby Club uh, later in the show as well. Um, but there's plenty to talk about. Um, lots of bits and pieces uh, going on at the moment. Uh, Tom Crotty has even been... His side has even been in action as well. And there's more action coming up as well. But James, the big stuff locally last week, I suppose. Uh, Leinster came to Fuchstown. It was in Savage... Nick was in great shape um, for the train of that. How did you get on? Yeah, it went really well. Um, uh, you know, they only had a, a, a small number of players. I think they only had, what, about 22 players. But it was probably an Irish squad that they had there, so it was great. All the kids had a great time. Um, it was brilliant to see them in action, just the speed. They do not like their training session was probably nothing different. It was a lot of ball handling skills and things like that that they did. But it was just the intensity and sheer accuracy of everything that they were doing. They were all kind of, you know, on tune with what, what was needed, the speed that they moved the ball, the way that they worked, the way that they operated. And just get to see these guys in the flesh for a lot of the for a lot of the kids locally was a big thing. They came from near and far. Um, it was brilliant. Look, it was great to see. It was a massive crowd in the club. We'd probably say there was maybe anything between five or 600 people there. Brilliant. And it was um, it was incredible just to see it. Um, the club was in great nick for it. Stuart Lancaster commented on it actually and gave Jimmy McGarry, our groundsman, an arm around the shoulder to congratulate him on the, on the order of the pitches. Disappointed that we couldn't kind of, there was a, there, there's a lot of work going on in the club at the moment just around the grounds just to get it ready for the season. New, new pitch fencing going in and with a t- new tarmac cabin going down around the, the new dressing rooms and stuff. So shame we couldn't have all that finished, but however, um, you know what, it was a great day to showcase the club, showcase the new dressing rooms, um, and just really see all of the see all of the stars of, of I suppose Leinster and Ireland in in Fuchstown. Typical though of Murphy's law, the old country we live in. Everyone wanted to see Ty Ty Furlong. Where's Ty Furlong? Uh, Ty wasn't there, I believe. He was he was down in New Ross milking cows or something like that. So uh, he wasn't there. But um, look, at, you had every, everyone there, bar him. You had Johnny Sexton, Caelan Doris, James Ryan, um, Andrew Porter, Keane Healy, um, Dan Sheehan, James Lowe. Like it was pretty much uh, Gary Ringrose, Henshaw. Larmer, like I mean, rattling them all off there. The whole, the whole Irish squad was there. It was brilliant to see. And in fairness, them they trained for about an hour, and then they made themselves available for an hour, just working around the pitch, doing photographs, doing autographs. And um, yeah, it, it 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 will probably do a lot to raise the profile of rugby in Kilkenny as well. At a time of year when we're in the thick of the business end of underage hurling, you know, so it yeah. it, it was good for that. 
you know. Absolutely. Like James, there's nothing like it when you when you're a kid, even an adult, um, you know, to to stand up close to Josh Vanderflair, Johnny Sexton. These boys like their, their last game they played was against the All Blacks. Um That's true, yeah. You know, you, you mentioned know Josh mean? Vander. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Josh there, like his grandfather won a town's cup with Kenny back in the fifties. And we just made made a presentation to him after the after the train and just give him a Kenny jersey. Being a Wicklow man, I'd say he was ready to throw it in the nearest wheelie bin. But but uh, you know it was just nice. It was just important for the club to acknowledge that. And actually, one important thing that's worthwhile mentioning is that Willie Duggan Jr. was requested by the squad to kind of address them in the dressing room before the training session. And uh, you know I've known Willie a long time. I've never in my life seen him nervous. But he was uh, he was nervous going in there just to speak about his old man and Kenny's connection with Leinster and I suppose kind of Willie Duggan Senior could never understand any of Kenny that would support Munster and uh, if he if he found if he found out that we did you'd get a serious toe up the up the rear end from him but it was nice for Willie Junior to get that kind of opportunity to speak about his dad with the current crop of Leinster players you know. Absolutely. Um, I know it was great. It was really good now. Um, the pictures that just put on your social media platforms, everything was uh, was great as well. It was good. It was friendly. And uh, like I said, it, it does does a huge amount. Um, that was it. Like, I mean, last week, last week was a, was, was, a, was a big week for the club. Like, I mean, the, we had a disco on Wednesday night, which there was 1,500 kids at. And then we had the Leinster training on Friday, but just volunteers came out in their droves to... Uh, to help with parking, help with all that two, kind of two out of three days it was a big ask. So I think all of the club members of last week that helped out deserve a big pat on the back. Uh, so James, uh, that's all the sort of events taking place from the club. How is in terms of training and everything? Any news? Yeah, we're going well. We're going well. Look at numbers are still up about thirty to forty players. Unfortunately, last week before last, we were meant to play Terra New in the semi final of the Paul Flood, but. We just we we felt that we didn't have a team ready. There was wasn't enough of backs available. We felt that going up to Terenure would have done us more harm than good. So we kind of we 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 conceded that game, um, which I, which probably wasn't a bad idea. But at the moment, there's thirty to forty players out on the pitch training now. Um, the J twos went down to Wexford firsts on Sun Saturday out in the club. Um, Probably a little bit of a disjointed performance in the J2s, the truth be said, but that will come together. There was a lot of kind of players who were kind of parachuted in and given given a start and might have only been out training two or three times. Um, we were meant to play Enniscorty in the South J1 Southeast League last Friday night and Enniscorty conceded that game. So that was disappointing for the J1s, but however, they were well prepared, had a very strong team, ready to go out. However, on the Saturday, the seconds, they went down poorly to what I would see as being a reasonably strong Wexford team. Wexford had a fantastic number seven, they had a very good number 10 and a very good centre partnership, um, which took a lot for our lads to try and manage and contain and they struggled too. Um, our women's team had a great weekend. They won the, the Port Dara 10s on Saturday. They won it outright up in Port Dara or up in, I think it was, um, was it Port Arlington it was on in. And uh, they went and they won that outright. So that was a big, that, that was good for the girls to start the season on that strong foot. Um, they still have a squad of about 35, 36 players that, they're, that, that they have. So we'd be hoping for the girls to have another successful season. And look, at the message goes out that if anyone wants to give it a try with them, they're more than welcome to. 
Um, our first are away to New Ross this Saturday at five o'clock. So that will be a big test. Um, New Ross are going very well. Derek Furness has done a really good job down there the last two years to pull to pull New Ross back together and start getting a lot of results strong. So they won, the, they won their league last year. They're in Division 2A now, isn't it? And um, Connor Dempsey, who Puddin Dempsey, who has been playing for us for the last five or six years, is back with New Ross. And I uh, have Jim Ryan there, the Leinster, the, 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 the Leinster Junior second row. Um, I believe they brought in a, a, an overseas Kiwi as well. So that's going to be a tough game for us as well, irrespective of what division New Ross are in. It is going to be a tough game. Um, that's five o'clock in New, in, in New Ross this Saturday. And just bouncing back to last weekend's our under-18s had a strong win away in Cardo as well. I think it was 28 points to 12 or something like that. But um, Caleb Hogan Air did all the score, and I think he might, or it was 32-12, but Caleb, I think, got um, scored about 28 points of the of that. So they went up there. So the under-18s are starting to get it back together now. So look, at it's it, 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 it's the start of the season. Um, things are starting to come together nice and slowly. Fixtures are starting to come through. Tom and all of his colleagues in the southeast are getting all of their the the the, the competitions coordinated mm. now. So look, at we're uh, probably in the first week of September now. So traditionally, this is the start of rugby season. So we'll see an increase in activity now from here on forward. Good stuff. Um, Tom, moving on to Carlo. Of course, Leinster. Uh, they weren't training on Carlo Rugby Club, but they were in the IT as well. It was a good few people went down to have a gawk as well, which was uh, nice to have them locally. I know they were doing a twelve county tour, but. Um, a couple of chaps got to get their autographs and pictures taken and that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, I saw them. They were over. Um, they came back from Kilkenny and they had their had their lunch in the their had their lunch in the IT and uh, then I think they did a lightweight session and headed off. Then, but I think they, they were, I think they were also over and some of the lads were over in the tie that day as well. So I think they 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 kind of split up the team. Um, so many went to Kilkenny and so many went to a tie. So I think they met back in Carlo and had a had a gym session and then had off. I saw a few of them coming around, coming out coming out of the gym all right. And had, I think they had a team meeting over above the the stand there on the on the main GA pitch. But okay. uh, look, it's great to have those. Like it's great to have the facility in Carlo. Carlo, stop calling it Carlo. It as they're calling it, the yes. Southeast University, Carlo Southeast University. Um, but it's uh, it's some facility to have. Look, and it's great that we can have um, the likes of Leinster to be able to come down and use those facilities. Um, it'd be nice to see him actually to come down, maybe use it sometime. That all all the clubs from the areas can come and come and watch them play and train train in, in the centre of excellence there. So hopefully that that will happen at some stage. We all get to have uh, all get to have a look at them. Absolutely. Um, so you're back in action. Yeah, we we um we had the eighteens, yes, as was said, like we're beaten well by Kilkenny on Saturday. Um uh, struggling a bit trying just getting it together, but they get they look it's their, it's early days and a few of them are away playing with uh, Leinster as well. We had um two on the bench for the Leinster under eighteens and one on the travelling reserve. So they're delighted with that. Um young Tide Ronan got to play came on uh, on both games so he's um, uh, an up and coming prop a very 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 talented young player um, but uh, no no look, look we're, that was that was that and then Wednesday night we went down to Enniscorthy in South East League went down to play their J1s um, 
I'd say, look, we had a, a tough game, as you'd expect from, like, it's our first game of the season where uh, we're missing a few players, as you do, like, with just different things, as you know, playing midweek and lads working or whatever. But but that was a reasonable side. And, uh, look, it was a cracking game. Absolutely cracking game. Um, the final score was 26-23. So anything, you know, anything, any high score game like that was entertaining to watch. It was tough. Uh few errors, errors, an error at the end, like we let a try in at the end that shouldn't have really been let in. It was the second try that kind of came back on the inside. Uh, it was a nice duck. It was a, a lovely move, but you'd expect during the year that uh, that wouldn't happen again. Um, we had, I don't want to sound like James at the start of the season last year, but we lost our two, two wingers, two wingers, two pretentious uh, starting first wingers. Uh, one went down, one has suspected cracked ribs and the other has suspected something wrong with his ankle. Hopefully it's not it's not too bad because um they're the type of players that you can't afford to lose, especially you know coming into the into the start of the season. But um, it was nice to see look those young players who say young Jody Doyle Hutton came up from the eighteen came up from the eighteens um uh, in a full back. He had um it was a, a big introduction like to up against the company, you know, his first adult, first adult game and he had a great game, a very good game off the boot. Um, I think he kicked us, uh, he kicked one conversion and three penalties. So, um, Jody had a great game. Paddy, Paddy Mackey, our Australian friend that came in last, that played last year, um, had another outstanding game. Um, uh, Josh Cope, which Josh was playing with, um, he was playing down in Limerick last year, Jewel Bowles, under 20s. Josh has kind of come back. He's just going to play a little bit with us before he has, he's heading off after Christmas. But Josh played nine and had a, had a storm a game, even though I was going to give him a present that was shovel after the game for the amount of digging that he had to do to get the ball out. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but look, that's look, we're off the mark. It's, uh, it's great to get off the mark, get a win. And as I say, like we had... We're averaging around the thirty mark training, so you can't you can't say anything wrong with that. Um, we have our seconds are playing Wexford um, J ones tonight in Wexford. Um, that, first first September. Yeah, that'll be kind of a, a tough game. As, as if James was saying, like you know that like it's their it's their first team, but um, we're going to go down to give it a lash anyway. The lads are looking forward. Look at this stage. I know. Look at the Southeast League. It's. Uh, it is important. It is important. Everybody, silverware, silverware, and everybody does want to win it. But it's more important to get uh, early rugby before we hit into the series part of the season, and and, uh, and we hit into the into the league. So uh, we have we he next is the next weekend, James. We're playing you. Yeah, next weekend in Carlow. That's J one and J two, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's their games that are important. You know, regardless of results, are. Uh, what happens at the end of the day like you have to get those games under your belt like you know players need game time you can train all you want you can train for the whole summer but there's nothing like a game it's totally different it puts you you know there's a totally different level of fitness it, it gives you that it gives you that uh, bit of sharpness to play and you need these games to get under your belt before you hit as i say like before you hit the league but look we're happy enough um there's no couple of injuries as i say that won't be available a few won't be available for the next couple of weeks, but um, still, it's a good time. It's a good time to be blooding young fellas and getting given lads a chance to trying to see the guys in different positions and seeing how they play. And um, like Corey uh, is, is, is doing, is doing a, look a, a good job, and the lads are buying into 
into his style of play and um with jeff there from jeff is coaching in kilkenny college as well jeff is over doing the forward they're doing the the forwards with us he's been with us the last two years and the lads really like he really like he's he's sharp and he's like he's an intelligent guy and puts the lads are, are are doing their best to kind of fall into the way they the structures that he wants to play so everyone's buying into the system and we're probably more advanced than we not saying they were any better than we were last year but at this time but we were definitely further ahead in in the in the way we're playing and the, the idea the way we want to play because last year it was kind of new and in a in a sense because we had a lot of guys coming back and young guys hadn't hadn't played play played j1s before and uh, it's just nice to see that they're starting to fall into the into into the system that we want to play but it's the best system in the world or not we don't know we'll have to wait and see and uh, we're looking forward to to the games coming up yeah, absolutely. Um, great stuff, Tom. Uh, we're all looking forward to it as well. But just a couple of notes to go over from Tolo, just a couple of bits um, that I look after uh, while Johnny's not here. Uh, Sen and Keaton from Tolo's part of the Southeast Under 16 Boys Squad. It's for that was last night's Shane Horgan Cup opener against uh, Metro. So good luck. Uh, to him and the Saudi squad as they go on and that one as well. Uh, Tolo Minis Rugby are looking for you to get involved if you want to get down. The season starts on Sunday morning next, that's the 4th of September, so 10am to 11am in Tolo. So uh, get involved there. You can get in touch with John Manifold, he's the Minis coordinator in Tolo Rugby Club if you have a child uh, you want to get involved in that there as well uh adam day from tullo as well he was part of the under 19 leinster team who beat connacht uh within the last week as well in the second round of the interprovincial series there as well and tullo's uh, peter burgess represented leinster uh in the under 18s as well um so congratulations uh, to those boys as well um and of course uh, dan o'brien as well um, representing tullo and ireland of course uh on the Irish women's team uh, they played Japan there a couple of weeks ago as well so uh, great stuff coming out of Tullow at the moment lads the interprovincial stuff uh, kicked off at the weekend last weekend as well it's great to have something to keep an eye out for as well Munster went up against Gloucester uh, in Musgrave Park but they didn't come off uh, the winners in that one as well but uh, what did you take from the game, James, starting with you? Um, did you see it or did you see highlights? Or, um, Of course, this is the first sort of an outing for Mike Prendergast, Dennis Leamy and the lads as well. So, um, you know, you're not going to read too much into the result. I actually didn't watch it. That's not going to tell a lie, so there's no point to be here trying to BS. I didn't, uh, I didn't watch it. Um, unfortunately, parenting got in the way. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so am I the only and the only fool the yeah, uh, You're the only yeah. one that's on the gap. Homework, James. Me and you were the, me and you were the, uh, the Well no, maybe it was just desperation, just just really looking forward to rugby being back. <laughs> just couldn't I couldn't have a Friday another Friday night or Saturday without some rugby. So oh, um yeah, no, I watched I watched this. It was um a lot of new, a lot of young players, and uh, it was kind of a mixed, a mixed, um, a mixed monster team. Um, they were twenty-one nil down at halftime. They like, gave away a try within three minutes of the game, uh, starting um, a bit kind of all over the place when they started. Uh, but they were kind of as the game grew, they were getting, they were starting to come into play. I think that Neil Cronin and Ben Healy were the halfback pairings. Um, they played all right. 
it'd be very harsh to say. I think Ben Healy probably got a bit of a after the game would have been probably, uh, would have got a little bit of a slating on on some of his play, but I, I think it would be a bit unfair to do that because of uh, if you look at the changes that that, that Munster brought on in the second half, um, with Fakatawa coming back, uh, Fakatawa coming on um, made a huge difference, and they had two young second rows. Um, in the first half, did quite well. But I thought the two second rows that come on in the second half were better. Um, I thought they had Roman uh, Salanoa come on in the second half and actually had a really, really good game and lasted the whole half without injury, which is a good thing for him because I don't think he's played very... He hasn't, he, uh, I'd say if he played an hour of rugby since he arrived in Munster, it would be a miracle. But he's... Um, he had a really, really good game. Jack Crowley played well. Paddy Patterson actually had a, a a player that I wouldn't particularly rate as being, you know, I kind of looked at him going down wondering why why you pick, you know, why you get him down there. But he actually had a good game, um, attacked the breakdown really, really well and it was continually uh, finding gaps ar- around the breakdown coming through in the second half. Jack Crowley then came on. Uh, those two young guys, Edwin Ondogu and uh, Daniel um, Okeke, both of those players were absolutely fantastic when they came on. They really, really made a difference in the scrum and the forwards. You know, that they actually took on the carry ball, no fear whatsoever. So, um, the game Okeke ended up... a fine bit of gear. Yeah. He, really... he played away against Wasps last year when all the Munster players were stuck in, um, in South Africa. That's right. Yeah. He had a right good game. Yeah, the two that that other guy, um, and there's a Dan, what, he yeah the other uh, yeah young back row I got to try out the corner. He had re- really 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 superb superb um, second half. I guess it finished off twenty eight nineteen. So respectable finish on the game. There was definitely a game of two halves, but they were really really cost um off the mark at the start. But Gloucester brought a really really strong side. I mean Gloucester nearly started at full strength. You know, they're really, I presume that they're um, they're going to hit the ground running with the, back into the Premiership and I presume they wanted to, to have a, to have all the players out. But like, I mean, uh, they, they started, they started really, 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 really strong. So look, I, you couldn't judge by the game. It'd be interesting to see they're playing um, London Irish this week. They're playing London Irish on, on Friday. Uh, Friday night again. That's if anybody is inter- if anybody wants to watch that game, it's streamed live on. If you just go onto the Munster website, it's streamed live through one of the newspaper or a news talk. One of those have I can't remember one of, or whatever it is. Um, they have it. They have it live, and it's actually really, really good quality. That's so sick. if anybody wants to watch, they've the named, board, they've board named quite a strong team for that game as well. Yeah. Like. Three yeah. changes. So Hubbard, that's roughly John Klein, isn't it? And Finney Mitchell all start. So Yeah. 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 And they needed reckon? that because they needed that because their second rows were kind of a bit weak and the, the you know to start off against such a such a strong Gloucester side. Um, you know, but, but, ah, look, it'd be interesting to see. I mean you can't judge it. It's just as I say, it was more of an interest to see what the likes of Mike Pendergast and those have done. Um you could see in the second half how they tried to play. Um Trying to play a little bit more open rugby, a bit more, uh, shouldn't really say, but Leinster style. But they've tried that before and they have just been deemed, it's been rendered useless because they do everything in front of the game line. They've never seemed to try and penetrate, you know. So you'd hope the Prendergast can bring a little bit more, yeah, 
accuracy and execution and they're doing the right things in the right places rather than doing it five yards behind where they should be doing it you know well, that's it james and i i think it's a case for them like every province is different every set of coaches are different and i think i think if they're going to they have to find some the compromise between the open game that uh that leinster play and you know that fast fast pace fast rope um they have to find their own compromise between that and what Munster was, you know, that yet the you know with their mall needs to start working, their pack needs to work as well. So they need to they need to cope with their own side. I'm sure my friend Agas and those will, will will put them in place. Absolutely. Um he's been on the bench for the last few minutes. We're gonna give him a run out now. Johnny Tobin has oh, you might have to mind his shoulder if you're bringing him on, lads. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Johnny? Listen, lads. Lads, I can't believe we we started the second season and we're talking about division two rugby again. Munster and Gloucester. Holy nah. mother of Christ almighty. I thought you were going to say Tolo and Carlo. Well, you see, James, you see my, my, my good friend, um, Tolo is a very well-established club and we have all our own homegrown fellas, all these signings now Kilkenny are doing. Big news in Kilkenny. They're moving up to the AIL standard now. Big news Jeez, on. Jeez, we, we, we've got five players have come yeah. in and three, three of the five are Kilkenny men. <laughs> uh, all I'd say is it's great that we don't have to hear about the injury list the injury list Kilkenny have now for the whole start of this season we don't have to hear about that anymore oh, no, Johnny if you, Johnny, really if you listen I'm, ta- I, I'm taking over from that because uh, I was just saying that I lost, we lost our two wingers at the, on Wednesday night <laughs> so so I said it's alright somebody has to replace him yeah yeah uh, we don't have players to get injured so it's grand so I hear Tom they have plenty of players. Yeah, I hear I hear I hear they're draining other clubs of their players. That's coming from Kildara and Atai and all these places now. So big checkbook down there. Johnny, while we while we have London Irish and London Irish. Absolutely. You heard right, my friend. You heard right. Um, Johnny, I haven't you, spoken. You heard to right, my friend. You heard right. Show back. You give us an update. We'll take them going wherever on they come from. The ditches, if they want. Uh, Bit of a delay there, and Johnny. You're right, Johnny. What's going on in Tolo at the moment? Uh, the line is really. Ah, lots really going on in Tolo at the moment. Um, good numbers training, steady numbers. Hold on one sec. Uh, All right. Live, live, uh, that's a live podcast for you, lads. Lads on microphones. I can hear him sign in the background there. (laughs) Just on a. Oh, you hear him all right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's the joys of technology. Um, But yeah, plenty going on there. We might see Shawnee in a. Tolo jersey this season as well. Um, if we could get Johnny's line back, we might be able to confirm or otherwise for that as well. I think they're um, after blocking them out there because it's, it's uh, very secretive. All behind closed doors over there at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard it. I heard it from the horse's mouth last week, lads. So there's, it's, it's in no doubt. Um, no, oh, here it's, he is. He got me back. I have much better line there, Johnny, as well. Johnny, we're just talking about uh, your London Irish player that just purchased over the uh, over the summer as well. Is that all true? Free, free transfer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, that's all. Um, 
that's all in the motion at the moment. Yeah. Um, I we're we're hoping that he'll be able for the game in Oak Park in in, in October maybe. Absolutely, red carpet. We're aiming for that one. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so look, Tom, what can you do? Like you've your lemons and all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I mean, it can only be a good thing for the league and only be a good thing for, for Tolo and for rugby. But I was saying to Johnny on the phone last night, like I remember when Mick Galway played with us in 04, 05 and 06, he was coming back off an, a, a stellar Irish career and a monster career. And he was just targeted week in, week out. I don't know how the man at that stage put up with the level of abuse and 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 assaults that were put in on him on the on the pitch, you know. And uh, like I remember seeing it in Nace and in Ross Gray one day, and just what they did to him was criminal. You kind of not saying that's going to happen to Sean, but at this level, everyone's going to want to cut off him as well, you know. Now look at he's well able to mind himself too, but. Um, you know, everyone's going to want to hop at him, and I can see it over in over in Oak Park there in October in the local derby. Mm. Every everyone in a black and amber jersey in Oak Park is going to want to clip off him. You know, Tom will have a plan hatched. <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah, this is something like an American football defense. <laughs> uh, look, I, I well, the only thing now, I mean. Uh, Times have changed a bit, but uh, you won't get away Absolutely. with the stuff that you used to get away with. I mean, everyone. <laughs> uh, but I ah, look, it'd be good to see. No, look, we're not. It'll, if nothing else is going to bring, it'll bring people in. Bring exactly. people in to say. So at the end of the day, it'll be money in our club's pocket when they come in October. So that's it. <laughs> we'll, good be, we'll, be, we'll be glad. We'll be glad of it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But um, just on the comment Johnny made about like Kenny bringing in players, like I got a bit of a slate last week. I kind of for, for overstating or not for overstating or understating the players that we that that have joined us. The majority of the guys that have joined are re-signings, people who are coming back to us, you know, and chaps from Kilkenny, like as I mentioned, Brendan McSorley last week. Brendan is from Kilkenny. His mum is from Dan's Fort. He was born and raised in Dan's Fort. He just moved up north when he was um, thirteen or fourteen. Um, the other chap, um, Sam Smith, is from Kilkenny. Um, Jake Jake Prattley has been with us for the last two seasons anyway. So, you know, um, and there's an awful lot of other Kilkenny players that have come back to us. Charlie Buckley, um, William Seal, all of these guys, you know, they, um, Andrew Warner, all at Kilkenny College. So our objective has been is to, to get Kilkenny guys home and supplement where we need to supplement with 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 some outside players, but don't let it, like don't let my comments last week be taken out of context. That that our our objective is absolutely to have Kilkenny guys in Kilkenny jerseys playing in Kilkenny. You know, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's the story we've lost, Johnny again, lads. For anyone that's uh, listening to the podcast and not watching it, uh, we'll move on to the emerging Ireland squad. Uh, Tom, we spoke about this off air as well. Basically. Uh, it's a tour to South Africa. Um, heap of young lads. Um, Simon Easterby's been put in charge of it as well. So you're looking at uh, 35 player squads. So they're going to go up against um, a couple of different. I think it's club sides in South Africa. Yeah, the so, curry cup, the curry cup sides. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, a lot of under 20s heading over. Uh, under 20 internationals for Ireland and uh, a couple of other people as well. Um, different types of players. You think it's a good idea, Tom? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Reason, the full reason being is that we used to have the Iron Day or the Wolf Hounds, whatever you wanted to call it. We don't have that aspect anymore to the game. 
young guys need to be blooded coming up through their you know, they need to be seen at an international level and everybody knows that it's a step up from you know from the URC into Heineken Cup and your international level is one step further so they need to they need to start getting into that and I think the fact that you know say the Irish teams that play the Irish team that played the Maoris there was a lot of young fellas on that and it'd be nice to see those all getting game time and a lot of the younger 20s to, to, to be competitive they didn't they don't get that competitive edge there's no and the fact that we don't have um uh, a Leinster that that a the Leinster Munster a games really either that that in, that all kind of stopped as well so those guys aren't getting games they're only I mean it's very few clubs unless you're with Leinster you're going to get a game you know that are going to have a turnover player so guys need to be seen we need to see them at the higher level and, and it's great to go to South Africa and play play teams from down there and just see what's what's coming through they all need experience you know we need to find look we need every we say it we said it all last year we need to find the, the next out half Ireland's next out half Ireland's next 15 all those players need to be found who's going to be the next tight head for Ireland who's going to be the next loose head there's so many so many aspects to the game coming through that we of positions that we need to fill um and Leinster as I say like it, it, Leinster can't keep filling and filling and filling we need to find we need to have them coming from all the provinces so hopefully the guys from Connacht guys from Munster guys from Ulster will all get a game you know we'll all get game time and and see what's coming through from all the provinces absolutely I think it's a great idea you know like you look at you look at young guys just like I mean you look at tight head prop Munster haven't recruited a tight head prop they have your man Keenan Knox there now they're putting an awful lot of faith in him. He's going. To, he's IQ'd now. I think he's here for the last four or five years now. But like, do Ireland bring him to see what he can, what he can add? And um, the likes of Jimmy O'Brien, Josh Witcherly, Ethan McElroy, these guys. I think it's a great opportunity for these lads to go to get involved in an Irish in an Irish system. Absolutely, and the likes of Paul O'Connell, Mike Catch on Fogarty, uh, and those are the lads helping out with all that as well as the support. You know, to Simon or to Simon Easterby is huge as well. You know, just you know, for their development. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's like I mean, Tom, Tom said at the beginning there, like you, you no longer see the Ireland A. I think that's I said it last year, and I'll continue saying it. You need to get the A internationals back in on Friday nights at Six Nations. Um, yeah, you have the Irish club thing and that, but that's that's not the same. The A internationals are always brilliant. That I remember seeing a. A, a match program recently enough for one like and the amount of guys that the A system was used as their kind of transition or segue into the Irish system was great and I think they have to find they, they have to start finding um, a place for it again because the the the, the monster Lenstrals are kind of day thing it's just it's just been a bit of a dead duck for the last number of years and these guys have to be getting their opportunities to have to get their opportunities for stepping stones to international rugby. Yeah, and so, so who do you so the likes of players that you're looking at? Obviously, the Ireland under twenties. But do you bring Kieran Frawley? Do you bring Doak, Yeah, do you bring Doak McElroy? Uh, you know those are the lads from Ulster. You know, I don't know. Do you bring Balakoon? You know, or, well, or you see, you see, there's a I think sorry, any young player who's not getting selected, any player who's not guaranteed, like. They're going to have to look at it and say, right, who's going to be our Six Nations, the panel for the Six Nations? Yeah. Those who are not, who are there, thereabouts, and who are training 
with them. To, you know, we're training with the squad. They're the ones that need to be to be brought. Gavin Coombs. There's a load of them there that that yeah, um, yeah absolutely that, that can be. I mean, there's a I mean, there's a whole team from Leinster alone that could could go on a could go on a tour. So like we have to. They're the players that need need game time. There's no, and I think I'm right. There's no other twenties inter uh, inter provincial either anymore. They got rid of that. I think they got rid Did of it. If that if that's correct, um, if that's correct, that means that young guys are going from they'll go from their under 19s provincial clubs and schools, whatever, and then they form the under 20s and they go into the under 20 setup for the Irish under 20s, and then after that, then they're back to their clubs. So they're yeah. not getting that little bit of extra, you know. And it was well, it is special to play at a representative level. Absolutely. So, do you mm. send Harry Burns to South Africa? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I did you see what I'm getting at? I, 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 I genuinely think he's had his chance. Right. So you've had, yeah, I know what you mean. You don't send Harry Burns. You don't sell send your man up in Ulster. I've even forgotten about him. Um, the other Harry, um, the 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 old half, um, Freddie Burns. Harry, Harry Burns, Burns. Freddie Burns. Yeah, Freddie Burns. Like I mean, yeah, these guys. Okay. Harry Byrne and Leinster, Ross Byrne and Leinster. These guys have had their chance in my mind at international level, and I think they've proven that they're that they're not at the level. I think now we need to come down a tier and look at look at the likes of Ben Healy, Kieran Frawley, and um, Jack Crowley, and put them into that atmosphere and see how they react to it. Because we are we're all on the Sexton buzz. Who's going to replace Sexton? Is it going to be Joey Carey? Is it going to be Kieran Frawley? Is it going to be another? However, a year to do it as well. Um. Yeah, and we're we're coming into a World Cup like into the into the 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 lesser numbers on a World Cup cycle. It's in October twenty three, isn't it? So you know we're nearly a year out from a World Cup. It's not going to be long after that the cycle for twenty twenty seven is going to start. These guys have to be blooded for then, and I think this is one of the reasons why I like the the, the emerging think South Africa that it's going to get the Jack Crowleys, the Frawleys, and and and, and Ben Healy. And even, even others, like you look at Jake Flannery, who's gone up to Ulster from Munster, these sort of guys, it's going to get them into that international system and actually start building the next squad for 27, beyond 23, yeah. you know, because you don't know who, who, who you're going to unearth for, for, from it, you know. Exactly, and it stops yeah. the area if you wasting their time a bit as well. Which, this is you it. Know, Given Harry Byrne, not no using Harry as an example, but given some of the players the shop window and then not having much opportunities to do that, barrier playing a weak team in an autumn international or whatever it is, you know, those opportunities. Yeah, so, yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's key positions. We were flush. We were very flush as a country with back row. Um, we're not too bad with second rows, but we still still need still need replacements in the next couple of years. But scrum half is going to be another, uh, like yeah, scrum half is, uh, is definitely another one that has to be looked at. Out half has to be looked at. Uh, centres to replace the lads that are there, you know, is there think, is there I is think. there another another set of centres to replace the set we have at the moment? You know, who's going to replace Bundyaki? Who's going to replace uh, what you call him? Uh, Ring Rose or Ring Rose that combination of those three who's the next who is the next stars to come up and replace those and again I think, think Doak is going to be the next big thing in Irish rugby this young fellow up in Ulster mm -hmm. 
you know, and he's he's a, he's he reminds me of Ruan Pinar in many ways that he just can, he's he's able to control a game from number nine. He's able to kick. He's able to play out half. Um, I think he's the next big thing in Irish rugby. Absolutely, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. You Absolutely. know, I, I actually think if he is on the emerging Irish squad, I think in the next twelve months you will see him overtaking Craig Casey to be called into Irish squads. I think Craig Casey is. Wow. I think I feel Craig Casey has plateaued the last while. The, you know, there's only so much that the clapping of the hands and wanting the ball and trying to take quick passes. And I think he's. I I, I kind of worry that he's gone a little bit headless in what he's doing. I think Doak is a far more level head than him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lads, you want to have a quick chat about uh, Parky Cueve once for South Africa before we head? It's everyone's a winner in that. Yeah. Cork GA need the money. Munster Rugby need the money. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. Ah, look, it's good. That, that's they're fantastic. I've been at the I've been at the moment down to the we're at the Maori we're at the Maori All Blacks is at Australia. So I saw Connor Murray like getting his first his first cap of Munster that night, and they've all been fantastic games. I mean, it, it, you can't lose. Mm-hmm. You can't lose by having it. it just as something, and I suppose Munster have that that particular um a particular ideal that they always have played the international teams you know they've been the club and it just it's always a bit exciting i think it's a great idea um mm-hmm. and to have them they need a size they need a bigger a bigger stadium for that game as well it'd be great to have it in, in park exactly and it was lovely watching the rugby in crow park as we all know as well yeah. but it's nice it's nice for a change you know yourself what do you think of argentina beating the monster or beating the yeah the like there's huge news. That's massive, but it makes our uh, series win not look as shiny now as it was. But still, yeah, still geez, it. but you can't. Do you know? It's like uh, I thought it was starting to watch uh, Carlo as we played a bit last year with the amount of penalties that were given. It was like to give sixteen points to give sixteen points off the boot away is just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you can't at that level because it looked at it. They were they. They had Argentina up a stick at times in the scrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, their lines were quite good, but they just seem to have. I I don't know whether they can't handle. It. And I think everybody's become awareness of since the day of McCaw ruling the roost and ruling the the you know the breakdown and the virgin offside and doing this. Nobody they just don't have they don't have that respect anymore. And I think they're just being absolutely shown shown up as as. Uh, at the breakdown, they've been giving away so many penalties. I think they're very inaccurate in what they do. Um, I think they're going to be. They're going to be. Uh, it's going to be. I'll judge them. I'll judge them in October 2023. Yeah. Because I think. Yeah. I think they know their problems. They've shuffled their coaching ticket. They've brought Schmidt in. I think. I I just don't think they're going to be that bad at a World Cup. No, they won't. No, too much pressure. But it's probably the best thing. I mean, look at us. We were we were all stars going into the last World Cup. So uh, yeah. maybe it's about maybe that little bit of uh, disastrous. They're saying doubt and disastrous. They call it in New Zealand. I mean, whatever about us, Jesus. I wouldn't like to be down there because I mean, there there's no forgiveness whatsoever. There, what was what, what was Paddy O'Shea's famous comment? Famous comment about the Kerry supporters. They're like bleeding animals down here, and uh, 
and 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 so are the New Zealand rugby supporters. Like they're they're yeah. very quick to turn on their own, you know. Yeah, Australia would be a team to, to watch as well. So they played some lovely rugby at the weekend and, and yeah. well South Africa definitely didn't turn up. I don't know what they seem to melt down and have meltdowns in uh, in Australia, but the Australia yeah. moved the ball really, really well. So it was actually lovely yeah. to see. Yeah, was. Um, yeah, yeah you know, when you were talking about all the rugby that sounds great to have that stuff on as well. Uh, lads, we're gonna wrap it up there for the week. Thanks for listening, people on uh listening to the podcast but if you want to look at it you can go to youtube to scoreline.ie on youtube and you can watch the knock on and see all our lovely faces on it and johnny dropping in and out every now and again as well and uh, all besides we'll talk to you next week same time lads thanks a million see you thanks Stephen. chat to you next week